Hey everyone, and welcome to episode two of Something Worth Thinking About. My name is Randy Todd, and in today's episode, we will be hearing from Jesus on the matter of sexual purity. Jesus challenges us to go beyond what we can see and touch in order to realize that sexual purity involves our hearts and our thoughts, regardless of what we're actually doing with our bodies. This is a serious conversation for anyone who is serious about knowing Christ and seeking the kingdom of God. And because it is a topic that is unfortunately too often neglected among Christians, today's episode will be a bit longer than usual in order to flesh out some of the reasons why this is such a struggle for us and why it is so important for us to listen to Jesus and recognize this really is something worth thinking about. Today we're looking at what Jesus said in the Sermon on the Mount in Matthew chapter 5, verses 27 through 30. Here's what Jesus said. You have heard that it was said, you shall not commit adultery. But I tell you that anyone who looks at a woman lustfully has already committed adultery with her in his heart. If your right eye causes you to stumble, gouge it out and throw it away. It is better for you to lose one part of your body than for your whole body to be thrown into hell. And if your right eye causes you to stumble, cut it off and throw it away. It is better for you to lose one part of your body than for your whole body to go into hell. These are the words of Christ. One of the things we see Jesus doing throughout the Sermon on the Mount is to move us away from the surface of things. Jesus goes deeper. Jesus goes to the heart of the matter. In the previous teaching, Jesus said, let's move past the matter of murder and go deeper. So if you haven't taken someone's life, that's great. That's awesome. Now let's talk about the anger you harbor in your heart for someone. And let's talk about dealing with that anger and eliminating it from your heart. Instead of harboring anger and resentment, let's talk about going to someone to have a sincere and humble face-to-face, heart-to-heart conversation in an effort to seek and restore peace between the two of you. There's nothing superficial about the Sermon on the Mount. And Jesus is calling us to realize that there is no reason for us to be satisfied with a superficial life. We must move past the surface to deal with what is going on inside of our hearts and our minds. And this is where the real problems live and lurk and percolate inside of us. The Word of God warns us in 1 Peter 2 verse 11 to abstain from sinful desires which wage war against your soul. Part of our struggle is that we can be lulled into this false sense of security. As long as I never act on any of these sinful desires, I really don't need to be concerned that they are there lurking within. Here and elsewhere in his story, Jesus uh, challenges us to recognize that the heart, mind, and soul are where the real battle between good and evil is taking place. 
Here's what Jesus said about this in Matthew 15, verses 18 through 20. The things that come out of a person's mouth come from the heart, and these defile them. For out of the heart come evil thoughts, murder, adultery, sexual immorality, theft, false testimony, slander. These are what defile a person. So we cannot ignore our thoughts and pretend that they are harmless so long as they never come to the surface. We have to take our fight there to the heart. We have to fight against our evil thoughts and make them captive to the will of God. Now, this idea is not radically new to the Sermon on the Mount. God's Word spoke of this repeatedly in the Old Testament as well, perhaps most memorably In Psalm 19, verse 14, where the Word of God says, Let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in your sight, O Lord, my rock and my redeemer. Just because everything looks good on the outside does not mean that all is well. And we all get this. We all know that people can portray an image that looks good when all along there are all sorts of hidden problems in their lives. So it should not surprise us that Jesus here talks about the problem of adultery and sexual immorality as more than a visible external problem. Now, most people can say, I have not committed adultery visibly and externally, but how many of us have committed adultery in our hearts? Now, we don't need to go door to door asking one another in the church, have you committed adultery in your heart? But I suspect that many of us have because I know that I have. So let's hear the words of Christ again. I tell you that anyone who looks at a woman lustfully has already committed adultery with her in his heart. What King David did with Bathsheba was awful. It was absolutely scandalous. But Jesus is telling us that David had actually already committed adultery with her in his heart. Even if David had not brought her into the palace, if nothing else had happened, David had already committed adultery. And in the same way, we understand that physical adultery is a serious matter. Jesus compels us to see this matter of adultery in our heart just as seriously. And instead of getting too technical with the language here and attempting to limit the application of this teaching to people who are married, I believe God is calling all of us to pursue sexual purity, both in our thinking and our behavior. We live in an age of lustful images, stories, music, and more that seemingly celebrates lustful gazes and encourages adultery in the heart as innocent and harmless so long as we look and don't touch We also live in an age of hashtag me too. Countless people living today have been sexually victimized. For every story that is told, how many others will forever remain untold? Countless others have been deeply hurt and wounded emotionally and psychologically through experiences of sexual promiscuity. And how many of us now have unhealthy misgivings about sexual desires and pleasures so that we struggle to pursue sexual intimacy in marriage because of all this 
inappropriate sexual behavior and attitudes that are so prevalent in our world, both today and down through history. God created humanity as sexual creatures. Our very lives and existence depend upon this. Sex is not evil. God created and said it is good. The very first commandment in all of scripture is to be fruitful and multiply. But the misguided misuse of sexual desires throughout history has resulted in one problem after another. The true toll of sexual sin on our world and our lives is undoubtedly immeasurable. How much more pain and shame do we need to bring into our world and our lives before we come to the realization that Jesus was right about this? We need to take the battle against sexual sin to our hearts and stop focusing exclusively on what is happening with our bodies. The real problem goes much deeper. Jesus tells us exactly what to do. We need to get serious about this matter. He uses the hyperbole of plucking out an eye and cutting off a hand to tell us that we have to go to the source of sin and temptation. In ways that are crystal clear to us, Jesus reminds us that the ultimate source of sin and temptation is in our heart, in our minds, and in our thoughts. As much as we can, we need to eliminate from our lives the things that put lustful thoughts and ideas into our minds. From the obvious evils of pornography on the internet and sexually explicit content in movies, music, and television to the lesser forms of sexual promiscuity that are socially acceptable in our world through stories and conversations, we need to eliminate the things that cause us to entertain lustful thoughts in our hearts. We need to take very seriously this internal problem of the heart that continues to bring so much pain and shame into our world because we are leaving our thoughts unchecked as if they don't matter. Jesus tells us emphatically that our thoughts matter. I tell you that anyone who looks at a woman lustfully has already committed adultery with her in his heart. And we need to trust God's work that is at work within us, God's power that is at work within us. No matter how many times we may have committed adultery in our hearts, with God's help, we can overcome this internal struggle. With our God, all things are possible. So if you are struggling and wrestling with guilt from sexual sin, including lustful thoughts in your heart, I encourage you to spend some time with Psalm 51. Reflect on the brutal honesty of this powerful prayer to God and notice the way it emphasizes the importance of our need for an internal change from within that only God can provide a need for a change of heart. I leave you with these words from verses 10 through 12. Hear the word of God. Create in me a pure heart, O God and renew a steadfast spirit within me. Do not cast me from your presence or take your Holy Spirit from me. Restore to me the joy of your salvation and grant me a willing spirit to sustain me. May it be so in all our lives. Hear our prayers, O Lord, and help us. Mm -hmm.